theyeshiva.net. So we have two kalas. Kala number one is kala nova chasuda. Kala number two is kala kamois shehi. Afilu chigeres, afilu suma. Kala number one is the kala nova chasuda. As the Balatanya puts it, Misha Kol Yomov is Betoros Hashem Cheftzai. V'loi sar mi men a yom and a smel, v'nafshay ha'lekis, siya ikris boy. Somebody who is entire Cheftzai, as it says in Tehillim, Teres Hashem Cheftzai, the first capital. His Cheftz is in Tehra. He doesn't go away from it, not right, not left. And the dominating soul in his in him, the consciousness that is preeminent in his life is the divine transcendental godly consciousness called the Nefesh Alikas. That's the Kalanova Chasuda that he we described by Riches Nichsefa Vagam Kholsa Nafshi Lechatzroyis Hashem. Then there's the Libi of Sari Yirananu Al Kelchai. So he says, you have a second type of Kal. Somebody that he says, Heviras Haderech, he transgressed the path. Spiritually speaking, you could say he's lame or blind, as the Pasuk says, they have eyes, they don't see. They have legs, but they don't walk. And therefore, there's a lack of vision and a lack of movement, spiritually speaking, in this person's life. It means, as he says, that the animal consciousness rules over him. And therefore, he can't experience the kloisa nefesh, the kala, the sense of yearning and pining, to the life of his godly soul, because she's imprisoned. And because she's imprisoned, she's in captive by the animal soul, he may not even be conscious of it. And even if he's a little conscious of it, not to the extent where he can ultimately access it. And therefore, the klois nefesh, the natural innate desire to connect to his godly soul is not there because he doesn't feel that life. And when he doesn't feel that life, He's completely unaware of it. Now, this is not a question of explanation. This is a question of experiential experience. A person could know all the information in the world, but if they don't experience it, it doesn't mean anything. And sometimes people are not ready for the experience of it. You could tell a person years and years something. You can tell them a truth about their life, but they're not open to it. They may hear what you're saying, but if they don't experience it, so then they're not open to it. And this is a fascinating thing because you can have a person and he knows all the information, but he doesn't get it. What's well, he doesn't get it? He may get it on a cerebral level, on an intellectual level, but it's like a computer program. It's not experienced. The experience of it is a whole different experience. It's a whole different domain. It's a different realm. So he says, this person, the experience of the Nefesh Elikis is not there. He just doesn't have it. It's in prison. In prison means it's eclipsed, it's covered up, it's repressed. It's in captivity. When somebody's in captivity, he's locked up. There's no access to him. So this person doesn't have access to himself. He really does not have access to himself. He doesn't even know about that dimension of self. And if he doesn't know about that dimension of self, there's nothing he can do with it. He doesn't even know it exists. He lives in a prison. So whose prison? The prison is he lives in his own prison. They say there was one of the Gedalia Sordabernis and Ipschitz that he was once uh, with his father, he was a child and he was going with his father by a prison. And he saw all the gates surrounding the prison and he asked his father, what's this? His father said, this is for criminals. When they put in prison, they shouldn't be able to run out. He says, what do they need all the gates? They should just take away the Negelvasa from their bed and they won't be able to leave. Right? So, 
if it was if it was that simple, huh? If it was that simple. <coughs> to think that anybody said anything bad about him, that anybody had a chloid to the person who would say something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Nema So when the person is living in that space of prison, an emotional prison, they simply don't know who they are. So, huh? Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. Sometimes yes, sometimes not. But they don't, they simply don't have access to who they are. They may not even know it. So their responses in life come from a particular place, and they don't even know how to respond from another place because they don't know that they have another self. That's what it means. The Nafshei Bahamas Hishemashelos boy. The Nafshei Bahamas rules completely. And the symptoms of the Nefesh Bahamas by every person are different. But as a result of that, he may not really even know how to respond from another place. This is the only self that he ever knew. And if it's the only self that you ever knew, it's the only self you know how to respond with. So maybe all my responses, all my emotional reactions, all my perspectives, all my ideas, all my relationships are all stemming from a self that is completely imprisoned by an outer shell and that is the one who decides everything. So I think I'm honest, I'm in touch with myself. I don't even begin to know who I am. Completely not. I'm completely in captivity. I don't even know what it means to respond differently. Right? So you have people, they live their whole life in a bubble. and They're always responding from a place of anger, from a place of frustration, from a place of anxiety, from a place of insecurity, from a place of jealousy, huh? resentment, resentment uh, forever. And there's no other life. There's no, they, they don't know of anything else. They resent their father, and they resent their mother, and they resent their spouse, and they resent their siblings. They resent their Zayda, they resent their Baba. I'm going to speak about God now, what they feel about Him. They resent, it's just, that's their space. They don't know of another space. They're almost doing the best they can. They would love to be different, but they don't even know that there's a different world. Like I told you, the behemoth came on the Shgazan de So here you're dealing with a situation where the person is stuck. There's no, there's no kala. So Balatanya says that even here, there's kala kamois shehi. The way the person is, afilu chigeris, afilu suma, there's a concept of kala. It does not prevent him from being a kala. Why? This is the second half of the Pasuk. Libi ufsari Somebody wanted to ask something? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm just thinking here, you know, I don't know if it applies to this. I don't oh. know. I'm thinking about my married children. Your married children. Yes. Yeah. You're preaching to them for years when they are young, uh, certain things, and it's like uh, nobody home. And then... They become parents, and suddenly you hear them echoing uh, exactly what you said to their children. So they, these things that you thought didn't have any effect, it's there. And it comes up. Beautiful. Huh? Subconsciously. Yeah. That's all you can hope for. You plant the seeds, and you hope one day they come out, right? Sometimes it takes a couple of years. They say that Mark Twain once said, 
When I was nine, my father was a genius. When I was 19, my father was a moron, an idiot. Now I'm 29. I have my own kids, a bunch of my own kids. My father has some brilliant wisdom in life. It's unbelievable how much the old man learned in 10 years. <laughs> so that's how it is, yeah? <laughs> the old man in 10 years discovered America. So what's the Havana of the second column? On this he says we have to go to Libby of Sariran al So he says the Pshat is, and this is what we touched upon at the end of the Shir, that the heart and the flesh are physical instruments. You can't expect from them to experience the craving to the source of their chiyas, to ain't saif, like the soul. Because the energy they're getting through so many tzimtzumah, through, many, through so many restrictions, and so many veils, and so many curtains, and so many concealments, you can't expect it to be the nichsafa, vigam kolsa, nafshi, the way the nefesh yearns for chatzur sashan. How do you touch Libi of Sari? He says, here you have to go El Kelchai. Not Chatzris Hashem, but Kelchai. What's Chatzris Hashem? We explained the Oisius. The Oisius, the letters, the divine DNA, so to speak, of existence, which basically are the passageways, the transmitters. Chatzris are like transmitters because they transmit you from Rishus Ayachit to Rishus Arabim, from Rishus Arabim to Rishus Ayachit. That's what a Chatzir is. That's why in halacha, as we said, a chotzer has a semi-status of rishus rabim, which is why you're not allowed to carry in a chotzer if it's shared by many neighbors, a courtyard or a, a hallway in an apartment building. Why? Because it has the appearance of a rishus rabim. And I tell you, you could, but the shleima melech was masakin the gemara neiruv and neiruv What's the concept spiritually? Creation is basically a passageway from rishus hayachid to rishus rabim. Rishus hayachid means one domain. One domain. Rishus means a domain of multiplicity. Everybody is there. And everybody is conflicting interests. The real, we want to see a real Rishus you know, you go to Second Avenue, you go to Fifth Avenue in Manhattan, and you just stand. Right? And there's literally hundreds of thousands of people walking, non-stop, minute by minute. And the fascinating thing is, everybody is thinking about something else. Everybody's thinking about something else. And everybody is certain that what they're thinking about is at the center of the universe. There's no question. Whatever it is, I am at the center of the universe. And everybody's convinced, it's not even a Shaila, that what I'm right now thinking about, that is the axis upon which the whole universe rotates. Everything else is a tafel. That's classic Rosh Hashanah. And nobody knows what's happening in anybody else's mind. In the Shairish, the world is a Rosh Hashanah. It comes from one. But it becomes a Rishus a fragmentation. What is the Chatzar, the passageway from Rishus HaYachet to Rishus HaRabim? The Isis. The divine DNA which configures itself and reconfigures, reconfigurates itself, and then reconfigurates itself. What we call the Tzirufet. Ba'asara ma'amaris nivra ha'olam. And then from there, they branch out to create and sustain every existence in Rishus HaRabim. These are the Oisius, they're the Chatseris. So, really, the Nefesh seeks to connect back to its own source, to the Chiyos. Either Chatser HaChitsoyna is the Oisius in the world, or Chatser HaPnimis is the Oisius HaTayra Vatfil. Libi of Sari, 
My heart and my flesh can't crave that. Because they are a product of so many tzimtzumim and so many concealments. They're not conscious of that. They're just physical, brute realities. Huh? Well, the goal is Hashem made from Rishus Hayochit to Rishus God morphed Rishus Hayochit into Rishus And the objective is to make Rishus back into Rishus Hayochit. In, in Halacha, it's called Hoytzah and Achnosa. Hoytzah is taking out from Rishus Hayochit to Rishus And Achnosa yeah, is bringing from Rishus back into Rishus Hayochit. And that's the main malacha of Shabbos. That's the opening of Masech to Shabbos. Because that's the whole avoid of the person. The whole avoid of the person is to come out from one to the other and to bring it back. Yeah, yeah. Any statement, any, con- any experience in life that brings together a fragmented universe is basically bringing back the Rishus HaRabim back into Rishus HaYachet. It's Klal, Prato Klal. We learned in my Marim of Rosh Hashanah, if you remember, Tikku Bachay Shoifer starts with a Klal. Rishus HaYachet, Klal in the sense that Klal includes all the Pratim in one, one collective. The word Klal comes from the word Kailo, Kol. Everything is there in one. And then prat is individuation. And then the prat itself could be pratim and pratibran. It would be like from one mother, yeah? can come 11 children. In the womb of their mother, they're one. They come from the same mother, the same genes. But then the family splits apart, and then one day they're not talking to each other. And the mother looks at them and she cries because she sees them still in her womb. She doesn't see two brothers, she sees one person. But the brothers don't know that anymore, right? V'aviv shamar es hadover. V'aviv shamar, he preserved it. The Maggit says shamar, he preserved. Shmira. But the siblings get fragmented. And then their children, our first cousins, they don't even know each other. And then their children, yeah, they're already mamish strangers, but it's really one. That one brother wins the lottery. You have to have vision. People have to have vision to be able to avoid machlaikasin and families. It becomes a very sad thing. It's a very common thing today. And you have to have a lot of vision. You have to be a big person. If you were a petty person, then you get into a fight over tzavos and shmatvos and maises. And it's a big mazel to die a poor man. This is a big bracha in many ways to die. When I was sitting shiva for my father, so somebody came in. So he said, you should know that your father, my father was in Miami once. And he went to a levai of a friend of his. And he saw all the brothers speaking to each other. So my father was somewhat of a non-conventional character. He would say things that other people wouldn't say. So he went over to the brothers before Levi, and he says, it looks like your father died a broke man. They say, why? He says, because I see you all talking to each other. (laughs) If there would have been money, I don't think you would uh, talk to each other. You would already be in a fight. This this son is telling us years later. 
He says, a few months later we found that our father Taka left over a huge sum of money that we didn't know about. Within a week, nobody was talking to each other. There was a huge fight. A year later, we had a meeting. We said, somebody said, you remember at the Levaya? Yeah? Mr. Ah. Jacobson told us, your father died broke. So just because our father didn't die, that's why we have to split up. And they decided to, uh, to bring unity. So he told us the story. He said, so sometimes, you know, people, they just get lost in the pettiness of a, uh, of a situation, they don't see the bigger picture. And there's always legitimate reasons, not there's no legitimate reasons, there's always reasons, there's good reasons. You can always justify being a small person, always. <laughs> I'll call upon it. So how do you get now to Libby, how do you get to Libby of sorry? How do you get to Libby of sorry? So for this, the Balatanya says, you have to understand what he calls emuna mitis basha, and here is where we put the words that we elaborated on. That whenever we speak about mamale and soiviv, all this, it's only projections of our mind. We have no way of defining or comprehending, so we invented a name mamalakalam. We invented a name soiviv. Now we have to emphasize when we say we invented. This is not like terachs gechkes. The one who calls Hashem Emalekalam is a Zohar. Zohar. You're talking about Torah. So invented here is only invented by Shema Mushal, another part of Torah. It means that these are ultimately limiting descriptions. Genuine descriptions, not fake, not inauthentic. Authentic, but limiting. Limiting means they tell us something of the picture, not all of the picture. And he says, Lefisif Chleno Hadal we realize that we have poor intellect, not because we don't want to, we want to, but this is our capacity, so we are compelled to use these expressions and terms, Mamalakalam and Sevav Kalam. Yeah. And he continues, one, two, three, four, five, five lines from the bottom, 16, the first column. 16, the first column, just say by midbar on the top. Avol Be'emes, Avol Be'emes, even the word soiviv, the term soiviv, it's a genuine term, but it doesn't describe whom it, what we're talking about. The word soiviv only is relatable when you're dealing with hashpah to nevraya. It's a certain dimension of a relationship. There's a flow to created beings. There's a flow of energy. Hamshacha means a flow. Chius energy. Lamer, then you could say, he's using here like a biblical term, Bahamshachas Achai is lamer, then you could say, Shabchinis Hashba, Einamis Labeshes Vinitveses Betaychalmen, Rakshu Lamaylam and Vesevavale. Then you could say, sometimes the Hashba is grasped and enclosed within the worlds, and sometimes it's not. It's above them, it surrounds them. But Sevav Kalalmen is at Uptaichin Hashba. It's a din in Ashpa. In other words, Saivav and Mamale in many ways are very similar. They're opposite, but they're also similar. They both describe the nature of a relationship. Mamale Kalaman is a relationship in which the recipient grasps what you're giving him. In other words, to use a little more sophisticated language, it constitutes the identity of the recipient. Because identity is always what I could relate to. If I'll ask you, describe to me your talents, your virtues, your skills, your hobbies, your ambitions, what you're good at, right? Your personality traits. 
whatever you describe are things that are relatable to you. Your mind somehow wraps itself around these qualities. This is who I am, this is who I'm not. That's Mamalakla. Malakla means he fills the world with Fred, he fills the worlds. It's not only his identity, it becomes the identity of the recipient too. Soiv of Kalalman means it can't become the identity of the recipient because it's not grasped by the recipient. It's not enclosed in it. Enclosed in it doesn't mean it's not there. It may be there with even more force than anything else. But its presence is such that there's no relationship with the conscious identity of the one who's experiencing this energy. It's too big. It's too overwhelming. It's too infinite. So we say it's soiviv. Soiviv means surround, which of course is only a physical expression. We're not dealing here with a spatial reality. You're in the cup or you're around the cup. It's just the concept. What goes in the cup, if I pour seven ounces of tea into this cup, the cup contains it. If I pour a hundred ounces of tea in the cup, the cup says, I'm sorry, this is over my head, over my cup, over my cup. Pun intended. Okay, that should have been you. I know that should have been you, but uh, I mean to be a sagas gvul. But uh, huh? Of course. Yeah, I mean we don't have to go to waterboarding at the moment. But, uh, we're not with Hillary, Trump, and Bush here, but uh, Obama. But the Nakuda is. I meant just a simple example. I didn't mean so. It's over my head. It's over my head. So, so you say soyuv. It surrounds the cup. So what does it mean it surrounds the cup? It surrounds the cup, it's around it, it's not inside. It could all be inside of it. But it's something that, spiritually speaking, so get your in cup. Why? Because it's not limited according to its capacity. So you'll have a teacher who will teach students. The definition of a good teacher is he operates on a level of mamalakalam. Malakalam means the information suits the intellectual and emotional capacity of the student. And that means he must compromise and mitigate his message. If he does not dilute his message, if he says everything he knows, it's like, whoa, he's a genius, but it went right over my head. And literally, over my head, we speak that way. It went over my head, didn't go over your head. But it means, huh? Didn't penetrate. It couldn't penetrate. It couldn't penetrate. In the sense of, when we say, Sayyid of Kalalman, he says, it's also an uptight in hashpah. It's not that it's not, it's, it's, it's the certain hashpah to Nivrayim that's not nitfiz betoich almen. Vihine inyan hashpah ene shayachim bebchines oisius But the whole term of hashpah only relates to the oisius. Gushetzarich lahashpi haskala luzulasai. Think about a person. When are your oisius invented? Your oisius are invented when you need to communicate. If you don't need to communicate to the other, your oisius remain completely submerged in you. Oisius hadibur is a function that is necessary in order to communicate to the recipient. And sometimes you are the recipient. Sometimes the zulus is not somebody outside of you. You're talking to yourself, so to speak. You're talking to yourself. You need the oisius. So this means that even soiv of kalalmin is a geder in oisius. Mamala Kalaman is Isis, and even Saiv of Kalaman is Isis. Aval Mahusi, Matsmusa, Matsmusa, We're talking about Mitzah's his essence and his core. Atsmus's essence, etzem, like the bone, the core. Mahus is Mahu. Again, Mahu. Mahus comes with Chachem Mahu, Mahu. What is it? When you're talking about the Mahus, the essence, Kaidim Shabalab Khinas Ashpa, before state of Ashpa, Shaykh Khinas Almanklam. 
the whole realm of worlds are, is not applicable there. Not Mamali and not Seviv. So therefore that explains why we said that Mamali and Seviv are all descriptions the way we want to somehow have a definition of God. So therefore we have names. One of the names is Hashem, one of the names is God, the name Reboi Nishalom, the name Bashefer, there's a name Ebershter. The name Bashefer, Reboi Nishalom, Heilike Bashefer, right? These are names of Mamala Kalam. Ebershter is more Seviv of Kalam. Different names are describing different features that the human mind concocts in order to be able to somehow put God into some picture. A projection of who he is. What does Eberster technically mean? Above. Like in Yiddish you'll say the Eberster stock, the higher floor. So the idea of Eberster is above. Above means whatever you're talking about, it's above. In other words, I can't pinpoint. It's defined by its indefinability. Right. Huh? Yeah. So therefore, when you're talking about nafshi the nefesh, nichsef avagam kolsa nafshi lechatzras Hashem, the nefesh is sensitive to the osiyus, the nefesh is sensitive to the divine dynamic, the divine pulsating energy in the world, so therefore it craves chatzras Hashem. But now he says, v'kashayamik sichli binasei bazar. If somebody can really take his mind and his bina, his seichel and his bina, his intellect and his wisdom, and delve into this reality that we're exploring, When a person really can delve into this and get it, then there'll be a flam fire. He will arouse, he will be aroused, and he will ignite himself on fire in his heart. There'll be a passion and a slatus. Slatus is a flacker de fire, which means like a, a blazing, a blazing flame that the physical heart will melt. And pour it's, and the soul will pour out beklois on nefesh wanting to have dveikus in as he will explain. When the person again delves into this concept, because since this meditation, this mindfulness is dealing with something very lofty, you're talking about his essence, or the fun of kachashecha ka'ida, and in his presence, as the Tehillim says in Koflamites, kachashecha ka'ida, like darkness, like light. David Amelech says, "Im esak shamayim neka." I go up to heaven, you're there. I go down to the abyss, you're also there. And he goes through. He says, kachashecha ka'ida. So lachain therefore yechayle he ayis bainus anim shechmiza. So the his bainus, the mindful meditation that comes from this. His bainanus from this contemplation, Lingoya, it could touch Gam Ad Hagashmis. It can touch also his physical flesh and his physical heart. Because Kachashecha Ka'ira, Liya is Gam Hem Shukasam, the Khefsam Lichloy say love is Barakhlodov Kabai Bikloy Sanafish Mamsh. That they too should have this desire to go out to him 
and connect to him with Klois HaNefesh Mamesh Mamesh with a soul yearning. This is not Chatzres Hashem. This is Kel Choy. My heart and my flesh will dance to the living God, Ba'atzma, He Himself, El Kel Choy. Not the Chatzer of Hashem. El Kel Choy Bechvoide Ba'atzma, before He reached a place where he's giving life and hashpa to things that are outside of him. Whatever is higher can always come down lower. And therefore this can come and touch the heart itself, the flesh itself. This, is, this seems a little hard to sort of internalize. Because he's basically saying, this nefesh is still at the end of Tigeris' Sumer. Mela, we had in the last mimer, the Baal can reach higher places. That's the Baal he's doing Shuva. But this person is still lower than the Kala, you know, Nova Hasuda, and yet without any effort at all, without even any hero in Shuva, just inspiration, he's, this Nefesh is reaching a higher place than the, 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 the very holy Nefesh of, 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 Kala Nova, of Kala Nova Hasuda. He's reaching Atzmus with no Shuva, nothing, just by that flick of inspiration. Okay, very good. Good question. Good good question. question. Says he worked and put in a lot of effort and, and you know, it's not easy. Everybody is a bachir on their No. The vart is, we have to understand, this is the hachana for tshuva. This is the prerequisite for tshuva. This is before tshuva. You're right, it's before tshuva. It's going to bring to tshuva. But this is before tshuva. But what does this allow? This allows there to be a sense of inspiration to be able to do tshuva. To be able to introduce a sense of kala, klois nefesh, even in this Jew. Let's, let's see what it means. Generally speaking, we say, the Pasuk is divided into two parts. They say that the Kotzke Rebbe, when he was a child, he used to go a lot to the forests. And once, a chaver of his from school, from Yecheda, said that once he went, they went in to look for him, and they saw he was a kid. He was bepishet yadayim v'raglayim. He was on his, uh, on his body, stretched out fully, his hands and feet stretched out. And they heard him say, My heart and my flesh are dancing to the living God. So the Balatanya says it's two different experiences. There's nafshi and there's libi sari. Nafshi means the soul is on fire. The nefesh kiss is on fire. The nefesh kiss is on fire. It already relates to the world as a spiritual place, as a place of oisius. It sees the world as a place of oisius. The Gemara says, The Chazal say, Ezel Chachem. 
Who is a wise man? He who sees what is born. So literally it means, a wise man sees the future. An unwise man sees the present. In everything it's that way. A wise man, he doesn't look today. He looks at the big picture. He sees tomorrow, next week, next year. Certain, for example, take certain tivus, certain crushes or cravings. Today they're very tasteful. In a week from now, they're going to be destructive. You get into it, and in a month, you're done. And in a year, your mom is finished. But you're not a chachem, so you just become submerged in the now. And the chachem is roya samaylu. Balatanya asks in Tanya, the words don't seem right. Ezel chachem haroya, not es hanoylet, es sheyivolet. He sees that which will be born. Hanoylet means that which is born. Now. So he says the Pshat is El is that he looks at the universe and he sees that the whole universe is being born right now. He sees the universe in terms of Isis. He sees it in terms of consciousness. When he looks at the world, he sees consciousness. He doesn't just see brute matter, he sees the Isis. Because he sees the Isis, so therefore to live a life that is aligned with the Isis, simply to live a life in which the material and the spiritual are aligned with each other. And that's the Dveikus in Isis Atayin and Isis Atfil, as he explained before, the two types, Chatzar Bayis. But here we're focusing on another Jew, Chigeris Eisuma. He's blind. He's lame. He has no vision. So what does he have? He has Libi of Sari. He has physical flesh and has a physical heart. You're going to speak to him about Chatzar Sashem? He doesn't know what you're talking about. Sinem Timnisht. It doesn't penetrate him. So with him you have to go El Kelchai. Straight to Kelchai. What's the Pshat straight to Kelchai? So interesting Marshal from the Balshamtiv on this. He told us Yaakov Yosef, Yaakov Yosef of Pulna brings that he heard from his Rebbe. It says in Tehillim, Tfilah Hashem Yeah? At least some of us know it from the Nigan maybe. Yeah? Ask the Baal Shem Tev, what does it mean? Literally. A prayer of a poor man, when he envelops himself in prayer, and he pours out his conversation before Hashem. He says, every person who davens speaks to Hashem. That's what davening is. If you're not poor, you also speak to Hashem. So he says, no, no. The Ani speaks to God, and everybody else doesn't speak. So he gives a fascinating marshal. It's a very deep marshal. I told the Sagarist as he heard it from the Balshamtov. Say it in my words. There was once a king, but the Nikud of the marshal is the Balshamtov. There was once a king, he was very benevolent and kind. And he made and he sent out a notification to the whole country. And that is, everybody could come visit him on this and this day. The gates of the palace will be open from 6 a.m. till 6 p.m. And everybody could come. This was a tremendous simcha. No red tape, no bureaucracy, no connections, no nepotism, no protectia. Everybody, every, every simpleton can come see the king. Kevaldik. There was a tremendous symbol. And you can ask for whatever you want. And the king will listen to you. You have to remember then the king was, everything was around the king. It's not like today. The king, uh, the, a monarch was a monarch. People trembled just to hear the name of the king. Never mind to see the king. So uh, there was a tremendous excitement. The king wasn't a, was a wise man. Shemtiv says he set up the palace in a unique fashion. <coughs> the first floor 
the whole floor, you had two miles of the best foods. <laughs> you got the best caterers, the best chefs. It wasn't stomp. It was a Sudish Lemabashait. The next floor, you had the best drinks, the best wines, the best liquors, the best mashkas, the best liquor beverages in the world were on the second floor. On the third floor, he had a display of all of his gold and silver and jewelry simply dazzling. On the fourth floor, he had an art gallery. Art that uh, 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 no eye perceived them. On the fifth floor, he had all the books, remember, before the printing press. Everything was a manuscript. All the manuscripts were out there. And on the sixth floor, he had the greatest musicians of the generation playing the most beautiful symphonies in the world. So he said, everybody started to flock. If you had episode sensitivity to food, that's where you stayed. He couldn't leave. It was a crime. You know, sometimes certain schmogas boards, it's a crime to leave. Just to look at it. Yeah, just to look at it. And then, even to have a chushin eating, a chushin drinking, he stayed at the second floor. I was like, you had your hangover there. And if you had episode sensitivity to find diamonds and jewelry, that's where you got stuck, right? And if you knew something about art, you couldn't tear yourself away from the next floor. And if you had a little scholarship and you see a collection of hundreds of thousands of manuscripts, how do you leave? And even if not, you come to the music and you melt away in ecstasy, you can't leave. And everybody was either in one floor, another floor, another floor, and they remained there, and then 6 p.m. came, and the bells rang, and like, whoops, we missed the king. He says, there was one Yid, a peasant. A peasant of peasants. Illiterate, uneducated, not sophisticated, knew nothing. He was so simple, he didn't even know what good food is. Atkedekach, music, jewelry, books, he couldn't read, he couldn't drink, he, did, he was simple. All he knew is that the king is here. So he went in 6 a.m., he saw food, so he took a kichel. He saw a drink, he said l'chaim. Comes to the night of jewelry, art, books, the guy doesn't know anything. Music, he went straight to the king, Moshem says, and he spent the whole day with the king. The only one. Tfilo la'ani chiyatef lefnei Hashem yishpechsecha. Lefnei Hashem yishpechsecha. So was the Baal Shem Tov's marshal. This marshal is one of the very far fundamental ideas of the Baal Shem Tov. It captures a tremendous amount of ideas in Chesidus. Particularly here it's relevant. Lefnei Hashem yishpechsecha. It's due to his poverty, spiritual poverty, intellectual poverty, emotional poverty. Then he goes straight to the core. So in a paradoxical way, it's precisely because he's such an Oni. <laughs> Mentally speaking, ain't, the Gemara says in the Dharam, ain't Oni Elabideya, ain't Asher Elabideya. You know, poverty and wealth are often a mindset. The other people, because they're sophisticated, they get enamored by the glory by the richness, by the sophistication, by the royalty, by the wisdom, by the aristocracy. Now when you talk about Hashem, there's a lot to be enamored by. And you can get stuck in the iris, in the giluyim, in the hashpoyas, in the hamshachas. And these are good places to get stuck. They're not the worst places to hang out. Still, you didn't reach the... But you didn't reach the essence. You didn't reach the king. Because you can get away in these. It's geshmaka places to be. You didn't get to the Hashem Yishpich 
the core of the relationship is not there. Precisely the Ani, because he doesn't know anything. So he may not go. He may just stay in his uh, little hut in the forest. But when he's going, he goes straight to the source. This marshal says a lot. Says a lot. He answers the question. Yeah. Right. You got me. So that's what he's saying here. He's speaking to your flesh. The flesh doesn't know, doesn't know about Ruchnis, doesn't know about Oisis, doesn't know about Chatzah. It's flat, it's physical. It's physical. But one thing he says Mamali and Saiviv, over there there's a structure, there's a spiritual structure. It's a spiritual structure that speaks to the soul. When you talk about the essence itself, over there, there's absolutely no obstruction. There's absolutely nothing can block that relationship. So the Libi of Sari, they go they go straight to the essence. And when they go there, there's also nothing that blocks the inspiration. There's nothing that blocks the flow. Because spiritual awareness could be compromised through the absence of spiritual awareness. But that which transcends awareness, that which is the core itself, no darkness can eclipse it. Nothing could block it. There's no situation where the person says, I'm detached. You could be detached from awareness. You could be detached from emotion. You could be detached from certain experiences. You could be detached from God's royalty. You can't be detached from the Nekuda Ha'atzmas, the Nekuda of His essence, which transcends any definition and transcends any description. And therefore, paradoxically, nothing can block it either. Nothing could be a chatzitza. Nothing could become a partition between you and that. When you're talking about Hashem's hashpa, in terms of the hashpa, I could block a hashpa. Mamalakalalman, I'm just not a keli for it. I don't have a keli. And even Saiviv Kalalman is also a certain relationship. It's a transcendent relationship. But it's still a relationship with hashpa. So therefore, the hashpa could be blocked. What do we mean block? Not that it's not there, but I can't feel it. I can't relate to it. I can't experience it. And I have to remove all the blockages. When you're dealing with the essence, there's no place that is devoid of it. There's no situation that is devoid of it. There's no reality where the person could say, I am too far. What are you too far from? What are you too far? I don't have spiritual experiences. God also doesn't have spiritual experiences. I don't get it. It's fine. There's nothing to get. Even those who get it don't get it. Yeah? There's a lot to get. I don't get it. What do you want to get? What do you want to get? Truth. So if you want truth as a as a uh, as a uh, an idea, okay, so you don't get it. But if you want real truth, it's right here, right now, wherever you are. So Libi of sorry, I can't go to Khatsu Sashem. And that's why it goes straight to the lave. It goes straight to the basar. Because they're so physical, so therefore they lack a certain spiritual sophistication. There's nothing you can do. That's who they are. But because they lack that sophistication, so in a very interesting way, 
they can bring the person to a relationship that is much deeper than the relationship that comes through the soul. The relationship that comes through the soul is a soulful relationship. It's a rich relationship. It's a grandiose relationship. The relationship that comes from the flesh and the body is pristine, primal, core to core. Perhaps. The Gemara says in Megillah that Esther was taken to Achashvedish, Bachodesh HaAsiri, Huchodesh Tevis. So the Gemara says that it was a unique gift. Why? Yerach Shahaguf Nenem Aguf. Rashi says Tevis is the coldest month. The Persians like to be warmed up. All people like to be warmed up. So it's the, bo- the month when the body enjoys the body. In other words, the male body enjoys the female body. Yes. Tivus. Huh? Yes, I get it. You're back. Okay, you're back. And Achashverish, uh, and who was uniquely known for this quality, as you see in the Megillah, what was going on over there in terms of the production, Haggai and everything, so this was the month when his body was cold, so he craved intimacy, so it really worked. Esther's service really worked. Tavis is a cold month. Spiritually cold. It's physically cold, it's spiritually cold. The Gemara says, How do you know you're a donkey? If you're cold in Tamos. Yeah, so Chsidus types. Hanukkah is Tevis, no? That's why you have Hanukkah. Al Pesach Beisim and Bachutz. It's the mitzvah that you do after nightfall, after Shkia. So what's Pshat? A Chaymer, Chamre, from the word Chaymer, you're so materialistic that even in Tammuz, when the sun is shining, you're still cold. So Tevis represents a moment of coldness, of apathy. Yerach Shahaguf Nenaminaguf. The guf of the Jew is nene from the guf lamaila. The guf lamaila kvayachal guf, the Gemara says gufei teri, guf is that atzmos. Guf is like the skeleton, the core. And the month of Tevis, the guf, the physical body, nene could enjoy min guf from the etzim of Hashem. Not from the oiris, not from the giluyim, not from the hashpoyas. Achashverich is a metaphor, the Medrash says for Hashem. Achir is v'reshe shaloi. Esther is a metaphor for the Jew. So it's the guf nana guf. It's a different experience. How do you get to the guf libi of sari? This you have to go to kel chai. And this the guf can appreciate. Why can the guf appreciate? Because nothing blocks it. Nothing could block the relationship with etzim. There's nothing you could say, I can't say, who has this? Somebody who's a worked out person, somebody who's a refined person. I'm not. That can only exist when you're dealing with hashpah not when you're dealing with that. If you want in psychological terms, there's nothing, no experience in life that can eclipse this dynamic of the relationship. In other words, there's no person in the world who could say, for me, there's an absolute blockage. My soul is in prison. My wholesomeness is in prison. There's no way you're getting there. That blockage can work for spiritual energy. The blockage can't work for God who's undefined. God has a defined reality as God. There's no way God is coming into your life. We'll always say, the light is not coming into you. There's too many blockages. But that's if you're looking for light. 
If you're looking for that place that transcends light and transcends darkness, where light is no more closer to the truth than darkness, where even Mamali and Soivav are no more closer to the truth than anything else, over there, what darkness exactly in your life is blocking it out? What? Where is it that God is not present? Where? So you say, I'm messed up. There's too much trauma, uh, too much abuse, too many disappointments, too much frustration, too much dysfunction, too many issues of my childhood, and therefore, I'm a blocked person. The only truth of that statement is that you say it, nothing else. Huh? (laughs) The only truth of it is that I say it. What makes me blocked is the most that I believe that I'm blocked. Because in this p'china, you're right there. You're always connected. There's nothing that can disconnect you. There's nothing that can come in the way that right now, the person is completely one with the essence. When the Libi of Sari get that, then you're on a Noel Kelchai. It's not nixafayv, and it's not even a yearning. They start dancing. They're there already. That's the difference. Yearning, I'm aspiring to get somewhere. Here, I'm right there. So when you go back to the marshal of the Baal you take this Ani. What did he do a whole day with the king? He didn't have a problem. He didn't have to look for conversation. This is my king. He wants to see me. They had a great time. He had a great time. In his most primal self, in his most naked and bare self, he touched the essence. So all the Chachamim ended up to be Chachmei Chela. Everybody else, because they were sophisticated, they got stuck. They got stuck. What does this mean in terms of Yiddishkeit? A very big side of the Balshemtiv and the Balatanya. And that is that sometimes the most spiritually sophisticated people remain outside of God. The most spiritually sensitive and sophisticated people, because they're so spiritual, they allow themselves to get satisfied with the jewelry, with the art with the music, with the food, with the drinks. They never hit the core. They never hit. Because they're so, they're so good. Because they're so good, they get stuck. They get stuck in the richness, in the aristocracy of Elikos. And there's a lot to get stuck. Paradoxically, the peasant, who doesn't know anything, he's an Ani, he doesn't know any, he doesn't know Toyerim, he doesn't know Shemus, he doesn't know Svidus, he doesn't know Oilemus, he understands nothing. He doesn't relate to any of it. Huh? But, 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 but he, he goes right away to that. It's not about richness anymore. It's not about richness. It's about the Bechina that's beyond Oh, reach. So in summation, we learned about the two kalas, the two types of Jews. There's the kala nova chasuda, and there's the kala kemois shehi. Kala nova chasuda means you're in a good state spiritually. You're in an elevated, beautiful, gorgeous state. And that's awesome. That's Kala Nava Chasuda. That's one type of Kala. And then there's the Kala Kamoshahi. How as the person is. V Eshtetun Gate. As the person is. No decorations. On the contrary, the person may be stuck. The person may be spiritually blind. The person may be spiritually immobile. Einayim lahem v'loyiru means there's no vision. Raglayim lahem v'loyalechem means there's no mobility. So Chigeres and Summa, why did Beishamai choose 
these two expressions, Chigeris and Sumer. There's other blemishes in the world. Alpi, Alpi Pnimius, Alpi Nister, he chose these two because it represents two particular situations. No vision and no mobility. You have people who are mobile, but they have no vision. They don't know where they're going. Yeah? They say one of the Russian politicians once said, I have great news for you. Yesterday we were standing at the edge of the abyss, and today we took a giant step forward. So just because you're taking giant steps forward doesn't mean you know where you're going. It could be you're going down a cliff, right? Today we live... You just got it's it? A, it's, no, but it's so it's typical a deep Russians, line. It's right? a great line, huh? It's a great line. Today we took a giant step forward. So we love taking giant steps forwards. You know, sometimes companies, schools brag. We move, we move, we move. Where are you moving to? <laughs> You're going down a cliff. Where are you moving to? Don't move, stay. So you can have mobility but no vision. And when you got no vision, it's not going to work. That's one element. That's summa. You're moving, you're moving, you're moving, you're busy, but you don't know where you're going. The other, uh, other obstacle is the opposite. You have vision, but you don't know how to get there. You don't have mobility. You're paralyzed. There's people who have vision, but they can't get anything done. So it's two opposite extremes. So chigeris and summa is not stam if he chose two blemishes in the column. It represents two dynamics in life. One is, I don't see. And one is, I can't move. I don't know how to get there. Einayim lehem v'lo yiru, raglayim lehem v'lo That's kala k'mayshahi. So this person, the animal soul rules. You might think that in this state, he or she can't be a kala. There's no klois nefesh. There can't be a relationship. The person looks in the mirror and says, look at me, I'm blind or lame, spiritually speaking. On this, David HaMelech says, you still have the p'china of Libi, of Sari, Yeranu, Al-Kel As he puts it, All the obstacles, all the cover-ups can't stop him or her of being in a state of Kala because they always have a divine soul. And for this, he gets into the meditation of Libi of Sari Yerananu El Kelchai. Not Chatzris Hashem, but Kelchai. Chatzris Hashem is connecting to the source of the Chiyos and the Oisius. Kelchai is talking about Hashem Himself, the living God Himself. Beyond Bemali, even beyond beyond Soiviv, where Hashecha Kairid is never a blockage, and therefore it touches even the most physical space. There's no space that is detached or divorced from it. In parentheses, he says, 16, the second column, around 1, 2, 3, 4. Around 12 lines from the top parentheses. The line starts, Lamata Yosef, Aydezebov, and Agadalev. Vaimashakasu parshish mishpatam al posik, Loisia mishakelev akara. Take a look in the Maimir mishpatam, with the Zabracha, you will not have miscarriages and you will not have infertility. 
But Indian over there we explain Shekhe Knesset Yisrael Yibchines Akara Shainam Aladis Avavir. When Knesset Yisrael is in a state of Akara, Akara means a barren woman who can't give birth. Spiritually, it means what does it mean? You can't give birth. You can't give birth to children. You can't give birth to emotions. Emotions are called children. Ave and Yir, love and awe. Akara means somebody who's infertile. They can't give birth to emotion. What's the Eitzah Ha'Eitzah? Vatispalel Chana Al Harfaya. Lamailam Abchinas Shem The Pasuk says in Shmuel, the Aftar of Rosh Hashanah, Chana, who was an Akara, she was barren, she couldn't have children. Vatispalel Chana Al Hashem. You don't daven on Hashem, you daven to Hashem. Alter Rebbe says, when you're in a state of Akara, you can't give birth to emotions, you have to go to Al Havaya. Mitzad Yud Kevavke, you have to be a Kali for it. This person is an Akara, this person is not connected. When you go to a place which is Al Havaya, beyond Yud Kevavke, that's what we learned in the previous Mayim of Achri Mois. Here he discusses it in terms of Libi of Sari. If you want to touch Libi of Sari, you have to go to Kelchai, because over there the Gashmias, the physicality is not detached, the physicality is not divorced. So in every moment, in every state of life, you're always connected. In every state of life, you're always connected. Therefore, even the physical flesh can begin dancing. So whenever the person is in a state of kala the way they are, they should never think, the way I am, it's over. When I change, when I transform myself, then I'm going to be a kala. No, there's kala shehi, but perhaps you have to go to a place which is beyond Yudke Vovke, that's what the spalal chana al After the parentheses. Now come back to the Pasuk in the Hosheya, which is the Aftar of Bamid, but before Shemuaz. I will betroth you for eternity. The word Eirastich comes from the word Eirusin. Eirusin in Halacha is Kedushin, the act of betrothal. In marriage, in, Hal- in Talmudic times, the times of the Mishnah and Gemara, marriage had two stages. Today we combine them. They were called Erisin and Isuyin. Erisin we also call Kiddushin. That's when the husband gives money or Shavakasef, like a ring, he puts it on his bride's finger. Zaret Mikudeshes. You're betrothed to me, and at that moment, she's his wife, he's her husband. But they didn't live together yet. She would still be in her parents' home. And then 12 months later, they had what we call the Chasana, the Nisuyin. They would put a chuppah, make Shavabrochas, go into the Yichud room. And then they would move into a house and they would start playing house. And hopefully from the game, it turned into something real. That was Nisuyin 12 months later. Eirastich is Nisuyin, is Kiddushin, the first step, betrothal. What does not stand. Knesset Yisrael, the community of the Jewish people, are often defined as the sukkah of David that falls. Like we say in Benching, a sukkah's harachim, on a yokim lanu, a sukkah's David, hanoifelos. Why noifelos? What's pshat a sukkah that falls? Machmas sheyesh la'aliyas v'yiridis. Because we go up and you go down. Every person has nefilos. V'tamid hibibchina noifelos. Noifelos is in present tense. Noifelos, it falls. Why? Because it's a continuous process. 
Today you may be on top, but my fellas, it's a process of falling continuously. You know, you can't expect to be in a uniform state of elevation and inspiration. There's a continuous process of nefila. There's aliyahs and yudits. That's in the source. The same is true below. When speaking about the Jewish people and their avoid, they go up and they go down. The Navi says, I will raise up the sukkah of David that falls. Quoting Yosef's dream, It's easy to get up, but Nitzava means to stay there. That's already harder. Everybody can get up. But Kama Vigam Nitzava. It's not only my sheath stood up, Vigam Nitzava. It remains that way. Laoilam. Nitzava means it's Nitzav, it's firm. Laoilam, forever. Beli Hefsek. Shleitib Abchenes Nefilachas Vashon. That's Veirastichli Laoilam. That the state of Kala, the state of Klois Hanefesh, is constant, it's perpetual. The Eirisin, which creates Chosin and Kala, Kala means a bride, literally a bride. That state is going to be Laoilam. That's what we say today. We daven, we pray in the tefillahs of Shabbos and Yom Tif. We say, Which one is it? In the bracha of mitzvahs we say, Now, Kiddushanu, he's explaining here from the word Kiddushan. Usually Kiddushanu is, he sanctified us. But the word here, he's explaining Kiddushanu from the word Kiddushan. He betrothed us, he married us, he was Mekadosh us. So here he's asking. One time he say, Kachenu b'mitzvah get married to us. We're proposing. But then we say, Asher Kiddushanu, he married us. You don't come to your wife after 22 years of marriage and say, you want to marry me? Maybe you'll marry me this Shabbos. One day we're married, the next day you're asking to get married. What's Pshat? But that's how it happens, yeah. One day you're married, and the next day you have to renew, as they say, you got to renew your vows. Vahainu. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because in our marriage today, there are ups and downs. Sometimes you feel married, and sometimes you say, maybe you want to marry me. <laughs> Doesn't feel we're married. So even though you say so he betrothed us, there's still room to say Why? Because in the experience of it, there are Elias and Yeridus, ups and downs. And that's why the Pasuk says, that the state of Kala is forever. In Chazal, there's a concept called Maimer. comes to a Yuvama, it says, for example, he does a Maimer. A Maimer is another term for Kiddushin, which is very interesting. You say a Yuvama, a Yavam and a Yuvama, which is basically somebody who marries a woman, and he dies childless. So halachically, she, if she wishes, she marries her brother-in-law. The, 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 she's a widow, so she marries the brother of her husband, and then when they have children... These children are connected, they perpetuate the legacy of the brother who passed away without children. That's called Yibu. So in Hatayra, there's already a Zika, what's called in Halacha Zika, there's already a, uh, a connection, a halachic connection between them. But nonetheless, he has to be Mekadashur. That Kiddushin by Yavama is called a Maimer in Gemara, in the Sugis. It's called Maimer, Oiseba Maimer. 
Maimer literally comes from the word Amir. So that's what he says here. Kiddushin and Maimer is Inyan Echad. It's the same concept. Which is going to connect to what we spoke before about Oisius. Maimer, from the word Amir, like Basara Mamor is Vayoimer, all from the word Oimer. Oimer, Baruch Oimer. Oimer, when you speak, you say something, there are letters. He says, Kiddushin and Maimer is one Inyan. Will be in a yin to explain this. How derech mashakasov the pasuk says in Parshas Kisavai. It's an interesting pasuk. As Hashem ha'emarta hayoyim, v'Hashem ha'emircha hayoyim. Lias leilamzgo. The word as Hashem ha'emarta is a strange word. What does it mean? Rashi struggles. What's Hashem ha'emarta hayoyim? What is ha'emarta? Say taiches epidish ha'emarta loshen mafil. Ha'emarta is diktuk is mafil meaning. Shef alta amira boyus barach. As Hashem ha'amarta, almost like you cause God to speak, you affected on amira in Hashem. How? Aidei esekatayr. When a Jew learns Torah, so as Hashem ha'amarta kevayachol, he causes Hashem to speak. Chazal say in Tana Develio, kol akayda v'shayin akadosh baruch hu akayda v'shayin akenegda. When somebody learns, so Hashem sits and learns right parallel to like a chavrusa. So through his Eisekatoides, Hashem ha'emarta haya. He causes an Amir boyiz baruch. He causes Amir in him. V'hinei ba'amir zu shubchines Eises ha'toyda. In this Amir, which basically are letters of Toyda, v'zgala bayaris ha'atzmus ha'in tzayv baruch. These Eises reflect, they reveal a ray, a ha'ara, of the Ein Tzayv. I'beyoyiz sheinam ibchinasi v'loy kare kiklal. Even though, how could you say that the Oisius capture the essence? That's true. The Oisius not. But commercial dibur Just like physically, when a person communicates to another person, these words contain his wisdom, hopefully. So he's not just communicating letters. Inside the letters, there's a chachma that's being communicated. There are the words, there are the letters, there are the sentences. And then there is what is malubish in the Oisius, what is contained in the Oisius. Like we learned before, there's two types of davening and learning. One is you just connect to the words themselves, devoid of anything else, the words themselves, the letters themselves. And then there is deeper going into what is inside the letters, the chachma that is conveyed in the letters, the light that's in the letters. So he says, So when you have, when you have the oisis the oisis have in them a ha'ara of atzmus saint soif, which is in the oisis that's contained. But pchina hanal, this pchina, which is the ha'ar of atzmus, is makif. It, so to speak, surrounds the letters. It's, it's, it encompasses the words. It doesn't completely manifest itself in it. When the letters are still in his chachma, when the idea is still contained in your own chachma, you don't have yet the oisius that define the idea to be conveyed dafka in this way. In fact, sometimes the same idea could be conveyed in very different oisius. It's not like it's muhrach, it's necessary that the idea should come through these oisius. When the idea is still in the state of just an idea, a potential, state of bekayach, the oisius are still contained in it, they're concealed. Then the idea comes out through the oasis and the oasis become fixed and rigid. And when you have the safer, and you have all you have is oasis. Now you have to from the oasis you have to excavate what is inside the oasis. 
You can hear the Oasis or read the Oasis and you don't understand what's inside of it. Because now you have the Oasis to hold on to. And the Chachma is contained in the Oasis. When the Oasis come out from potentiality to actuality, from concealment to revelation through the mouth, because before that the Oasis were contained in the Seichel. But you can't give over Seichel without Oasis. So now the Oasis come out, the breath which is behind the speech, because the words come from the Hevel, from the vocal cords, from the chamber of Hevel, the Dibur takes the coil, takes the voice, and it separates it, it divides it into Oasis. Oasis are divided, it's the alphabet. And that's why in Kabbalah it says that the Hevel Hadibur, when a person speaks, speaks Torah, speaks Tefillah, the breath of the Dibur becomes an Ur Makif. If it's Torah or Tefillah, that becomes an Ur Makif, an Ur that encompasses the soul, because through the breath of the Dibur, comes out something from the core that comes out in the Dibur. And the breath becomes a garment, so to speak, that is enclosing that core ha'or that comes from the etzim, umakara hevel, and the source of the hevel, nishar b'chines makif alav malmayla, remains a makif on the person. When we speak, the words come out of us, that's the hevel hadibur, but there's something in that hevel. When you're dealing with Torah, it's oisius of Hashem, but it's oisius that contains something of the ain't that comes out in the oisius, just like by a person. The hevel hadibur, the breath of the dibur, contains something from inside, and that becomes a makif. It becomes a makif on the neshama. That oir that's in the oisius. That etzem hachachma that comes out in the oisius. The source of this hevel that we speak is miruach pivyis barach. It comes from Hashem's hevel. His ruach. Which is the source of all the havolim. All the breaths that exist in the world. Including the human breath. From that Ruach Piv, there's a ray which comes even in your own Hevel. In your own breath, there's something of the breath of the Divine. That's the power of breath. Chazal say in Medrash, Neshama comes from the word Neshima, breath. I'll call Neshima, Neshima, Ta'alul Yutke. For every breath you should say thanks. Because the human breath, actually is a reflection, is a ray of the divine breath. One of the reasons that's brought why we blow Shefer and Rosh Hashanah, because the first Rosh Hashanah, what happened? Vayipach ba'ap of nishmas chayim. Hashem blew a soul into the human being, into Adam. So we also do the same thing. Rosh Hashanah, everything is recreated again. So Hashem again is blowing the soul. So we take a Shefer and we also blow, vayipach ba'ap of, we blow a soul into the universe. Now, our Hevel is not exactly the Divine Hevel, but he says that's ultimately the Shoirish of all the Makifim, where the Hevel becomes a Makif because it comes out of you, and then where does it go? The Hevel almost like it surrounds you, it encompasses you. It creates a, uh, a vapor, so to speak, a spiritual vapor that encompasses you. The Hevel encompasses you, and that's rooted in the Ruach Piv of Hashem, which are His Oasis, that contain the Ha'ara of His Ein Soif, and when it's Torah, when you speak Torah, so you're, so to speak, regenerating God speaking these words. And when Hashem speaks these words, it's not just Isis, it's what's contained in the Isis, and that becomes a makif over you. And he says, That's why Kiddushin is called Maimer. What's Kiddushin? You give a ring. What's a ring? 
halachically, mamish technically, you don't have to give a ring. The Mishnah says, "Aisha niknas b'shalosh drachim, b'kasef b'shtaru b'biyah." You can give money. You can give a dollar. You can give ten dollars. Nagu kol Yisrael lekadosh b'tabaz der amosas. It's not brought in the Gemara or in Mishnah. You mekadosh with kasef. The Rambam says, "Nagu kol Yisrael lekadosh b'kasef b'shavik." It doesn't mention a tabaz. The minigas were not mekadosh b'biyah. Already the Chazal uh, Rav already uh, cancelled out people being mekadosh through biyah because of pritzes. Star, you could be Mekadish with a star, with a document. The minig by Jews is to be Mekadish B'Kesev So you give the Kala $20, you're Mekadish. You give another gift. The minig is to be Mekadish B'Tabas. The Ramos says that the source is from Zoyar. In Shulchan Aruch, in Evan Ezra, he says, Yesh Zatam B'Tikuni Zoyar. The Rekachover has a whole title that it's Alpinigla, you have to give a ring. It's not Stamab Saninyan in Zoyar. But here he explains it on a deeper level. What's the Tabas? Tabas represents Ermakif. A ring, when you look at a ring, a ring is a circle, right? There's the gold, or there's the silver, which is a circumference, it's around, and inside, there's empty space. That's really what Ur Makif represents. Ur Pnimi would mean the Ur that goes in, it fills up the empty space. Ur Makif means the Ur is too big to fill up the empty space, so the Ur is Makif. It surrounds the empty space. In Kabbalistic graphic terminology, Arizal in his Svarim has the picture that when before creation there was a tzimtzum, Hashem withdrew or concealed his infinite light and he created a vacuum, a chalom. And where did the light go? The light is makif. It's er makif. That's what the ring represents. When he places a ring, therefore, on the kala's finger, it's the concept of a tabas, he says, is er makif. What is this Ermakiv? He says, V'kach es Hashem he'emarta hayoy. A Jew learns Torah, it's also Kiddushin. Es Hashem he'emarta hayoy. What's he'emarta? He'emarta is Kiddushin. Umam shechalav Ermakiv. By these words, he brings upon himself on Ermakiv, mimakir v'shoyrish kala makif. From the source of all the makifim, and what happens? Hareyu mekudosh l'ashamayim. He becomes mekudosh to heaven. Maimer. Pirush, what's Pshat Mekudosh? Shul Muchanu Mekushu Ladafka Bayezbarach. Mekudosh means that he's ready to become connected to him. Kamay Adam HaMekadosh Isha. Just like a man who's Mekadosh a woman. So Toysvis asks, what does the word Kiddushin mean in the beginning of Masech the Kiddushin? What does he say? Asrala, first Pshat. Asrala Akula Al Mekahektosh. That Kiddushin, what's Kiddushin mean? You make the woman holy by being married to you? So Toysavis says one of the explanations, he gives two. One of them is Asra Akul Alma Kehektish. She becomes like Hektish. What's that she becomes like Hektish? Hektish nobody can use. It's holy, it's sacred. Shabikidushin Elu Nesra al Through this Kiddushin, she's now Asra to the rest of the world. She belongs exclusively to her husband. She's dedicated to one, to her husband. That's what Kiddushin represents halachically. And here he, inter- he brings also the second pshat. Toysva says two things. First of all, Kiddushin is the negative. You're usher to the rest of the world. And then he says Kiddushin is positive. Miyuchedes. Mizumenes. She's designated to him. Two things. There's a no and there's a yes. The no is, I don't belong to the whole world. The yes is, I belong to you. And there's no yes without a no. It doesn't work that way. 
You can't say yes if you're not ready to say no. You have to, for the yes to be a meaningful yes, there has to be a no. Not everybody agrees with this, but it's a mistake. You can't have yes without a no. It doesn't work that way. There has to be no, and then there could be a yes. So if the person, So therefore, one element of Kedushin is I disengage, and then I could engage. If I want to remain engaged with everything and also engaged with you, engaged here I mean as engaged, not as engaged, yeah? <laughs> but I guess it works as well. They said there was a language, an English professor, so he asked, he would teach his students English. So he asked one of the students, he asked the students if they can explain to him the difference in English between an engagement and a battle. So one student said, one is before the wedding and one is after the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't engage seriously if I don't disengage. It doesn't work. Why? Because if I belong to everybody, I belong to nobody. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Radavort Erev Shvuas once, a number of years ago in the 80s. So the Lubavitch Rebbe was fabrenging. So he said a vort. He said it very bekitzeps, a few seconds, but a very rich vort. The Gemara says that uh, there was a convert, there was a non Jew who came to Shammai. He told him, Teach me the whole Torah on one leg. Shammai was a contractor. So he took the measuring stick that he used for real estate for, and he threw him out. So he went to Hillel. Hillel was, you know, the nice guy. Comes to Hill, he says, Teach me the whole Torah on one foot. So he says, What you dislike to be done to you, don't do to anybody else. That's the whole Torah. Everything else is commentary. Now go study the commentary. So the Rebbe asked the Pashta Shaila. He says, Shammai says in Pirkei in Perik Aleph, Vehevei Mechabalus Kolo Oda Besev Eponim Yafis. Welcome everybody graciously. How could one be such a hypocrite? The man comes and says, Teach me all of Judaism on one foot. So Shammai could say, Judaism is a serious thing, you're not ready for it. You don't come into a medical school and say, teach me everything about medicine in 29 seconds. Teach me everything about physics in 30, I don't have time, 30 seconds. It's a joke. Judaism has been around for 4,000 years. In one foot, what, 40 seconds, the whole Yiddish time. You could say it nicely. No, he takes a stick, boom, where's the save upon him, Yafis? So the Rebbe said, the Pshat and the Gemara is, he said it in like Mamish five, six seconds, very, very fast, just to vort, that Shammai was not rejecting him. Shammai was teaching him. Shammai and Hillel both taught him what Judaism is. Yiddishkeit is based on two Yisaitis. One is Asra la Kula Alma Kehektish, and one is Miyuchedes Li Mizomenesli. It's all based on Kedushim. One is the no, and one is the yes. One is the ability to be able to reject things, the ability to be able to say no. And then there is, after that, there's the ability to say yes. There's Sur Meira and Asay Toif. Beishamai gave him one part of Judaism, and Beishilil gave him another part of Judaism. Beishamai taught him that one dimension of Yiddishkeit is Dachle Bamasa Binyan. You have to learn how to be able to say no. 
you have to be able to say, I don't belong to everything. I don't belong to everybody. Not everything goes in my life. Some things, no. As I say, for Divri Yecheskel, he was a son of the Divri Chaim, the Tzanza. So he says, why was there a Shalshelis on Vayimoin? Vayimoin, Yosef refuses a Shalshelis. So he said in Yiddish, even though I don't know if Yosef spoke in Yiddish, probably didn't speak in Yiddish, but in Poland, when they spoke about it in Poland, Yosef spoke in Yiddish, because it sounds that way, right? So he says, Yosef, and even if Yosef spoke Yiddish, I don't know if Petifra's wife understood Yiddish. But look at Kladen. So, Vayimoin, the Shinavirov says, Vayimoin, Yosef looked at Petifra's wife and he said, Nain, Nain, Nain. The Shalshelis. Nein. She says, come on. Nein. Nein. That was a little off tune. But the name, the Ike is not the tune, the Ike is the name. If there's no name, there's no yes. There's no yes. The name without Sometimes point. people confuse Judaism with a liberal, progressive view that everything goes. In the name of love, everything goes. Shammai said, you're not going to be able to be a Jew that way. It's not real. This Midas Agvura. Midas Agvura means to be able to push things away, the first thing in yourself. Everything goes, even Nogla. Huh? Everything goes, even the Nogla. Even the Nogla. So that's He was teaching him the Yisoyed of Anoichi Anoyilacha. It says that the Jews heard from Hashem on Shavuos, two of the Aseris Adibris. Anoichi Anoyilacha. That only two. Why those two? Because those two represent the whole Torah. Anoichi is yes, and Anoyilacha is no. What do you have to know before you get married? Two things. Anoichi, yes, and layilacha. If it's only anoichi without layilacha, the marriage is not going to last. If there's no no, there can't be a yes. If there's no sense of I'm loyal to you and not, I don't belong to the whole world. People are not toifas, this nekudah. They think they just want the romance, the love, the warmth, the affection doesn't work that way. If there's no dachvoy, you're not going to be able to cultivate the... You need a, you need an oasis. You, marriage needs a cocoon. It needs a safe space where nobody else comes in. It needs a mechitza. It needs a mechitza. If you're not going to put up mechitzas and everything goes because you're an open spirit. <laughs> Somebody once told me, I'm a free spirit. I'm too free. I can't be, I can't be confined. I said, that's fine, but then you should put a sign and say, I'm not confined to anybody. Then don't marry anybody. Say, I'm available to the whole world. That works. You become one with the universe. They call it nirvana. One and all, all in one. You melt away in the universe, the universe, but you just get married to the world. That's fine. You can marry the sun, you can marry the moon, you can marry, you can marry Mars and Pluto, and in your imagination, you'll have a relationship with them. But if you want a real person, a person needs mechitzas, or rushus hayachid. Rishus HaYachid is two things. What it's not and what it is. In the, in the, the Rosh Hashivas, in the Litvish world, they always care with a Rishus HaYachid. If it's the Gedder that it's not a Rishus HaRabim, what's the get, what makes a Rishus HaYachid? The Nisht or the Deyeh? Philosophically what it means is, what's Kiddush? So yeah, that's what he says, there's two things there. One is the Nesra al and then there's Mirchadus Raklabayim. Kachai De'atayim. So there's the Anoichi and there's the Lo'yilacha. Kacha de'atoy de'pchines es Hashem he'emarta hanal. 
What's Torah? As Hashem Marta. You cause Hashem Kavayachal to speak. To speak what? To speak Ruach Piv Oisis Torah. In your Hevel Hadibur, your breath mixes with the divine breath. That's the tremendous element of Limud HaTayra. As you speak words of Torah, it's not my breath. It's God's breath. Everything is God's breath, but it's not revealed. In Torah, my breath, so to speak, merges with His breath. And that breath become, that breath contains some of His etzim or just like the oasis contained the Chachma, and it, be- it goes out of me and it becomes like a vapor, an aura, that encompasses me. That's what he says. He becomes connected to the Hamarta, to the Dibur, to become a dwelling place for his presence. If a person doesn't learn to access this Dibur of Hashem to him, some of you may know this experience, it's like your friend or your spouse speaking to you, you're not listening. You're not listening. You have to have intent that I'm listening to your words. So he says something very powerful. A Jew learns God is speaking to him. But you're not listening. You're busy texting. Sometimes you're listening to learn. You don't hear God speaking to you. So he says the Torah has to be your friend is speaking to you. Why don't you pay attention? Listen to the person speaking. There's no way you could connect to the inner world of your friend if you don't listen to his voice. Because you don't know anything about him. The only way to connect to people is you have to listen to them. They say there was a young therapist who came into the job for the first time. And uh, he finishes first day, 6 o'clock, the last patient leaves. And he goes out of the office to the parking lot to go home. He meets Dr. Plotkin. Dr. Plotkin has been a psychoanalyst for 63 years. You know, he's been doing this since his bar mitzvah. So Dr. Plotkin says, "New, how's the first day on the job, young man? Here's a 75-year-old talking to a 24-year-old. How is the job? He says, I don't know. I'm about to kill myself. He says, 10 patients came. They each told their story. He says, I've been listening to 10 stories and I'm going crazy. I want to tear their hair out of my head. Dr. Plotkin, I know you're doing this for 60 years. You're listening to people all day for 60 years. How do you do it without killing yourself? Plotkin says, who's listening? (laughs) (laughs) Who's listening? So he says, but there's no way you could know the seichel and the machshava of your friend if you don't hear the coil. I don't have access to you without the coil. So when somebody speaks to you, there is the voice and there's what's inside the voice. There's the, what's contained inside the voice. I have to be able to hear what's in the coil. When you hear somebody, you can hear what they're saying, and you can hear the person behind of what they're saying. It's two separate things. Some people only hear the oasis, but then there's hearing the person in the oasis. So he said, in Torah, as Hashem Marta, you're causing God to speak. But you have to now listen. You have to listen to what he's saying. You have to listen to the words, and you have to listen to what's inside the words. And that's how you become a Kuddush. That's how you build a relationship. So that means listening is one of the most essential things in a relationship. That's why the first thing is, I will betroth you forever. Kiddushin and Maimer, this is connecting to the Oisius. This is, of course, the first level of Kala, where you connect it to the Oisius. However, 
Sometimes the divine soul is in prison in the animal soul, and therefore he is lame or blind. So there's no vision and no mobility. He has to redeem it. So that's why the Pasuk says, Ve'irastachli lo'ilam, ve'irastachli betzedek. Ha'pidyin hu All redemption comes through tzedek. Ve'zel ve'irastachli betzedek, k'gdoi l'tzedek, the Gemara and Baba Basra. K'gdoi l'tzedek, Hashem ekareves, es ha'gu'ula. The Balatanya Taichu, the Stachus, the Gu'ula Chlalis, the redemption of the world. It's your own Gu'ula. Tzedakah is what redeems you. Ukerebeleze, the Gemara says, Baba Basra, Baba Debeleze, the Yoyiv Prutu Lo'ani Vahadam Matzli. Rebeleza would give a coin to a poor man and then he would daven. So the Gemara explains why. Because the Pasuk says, I come to see your face after tzedakah. You give tzedakah before davening. What's the vart here? He says, davening, you're trying to redeem your soul. And all redemption happens through tzedakah. So personally, what is davening? Davening is the time when you try to excavate your godly soul from your animal soul. Davening is the time when you try to bring out your nefesh kiss, which is often locked up in the nefesh abam. As a person wakes up in the morning, they may not even know that they have a divine soul. They're just overwhelmed by their animal soul. They don't even know what's there. So davening is the mental space when you try to redeem, liberate your divine soul. And the prerequisite for that is to liberate somebody else. To give tzedakah to somebody else and bring them out from their abyss. That allows you to come out of your abyss. <coughs> Giving tzedakah to somebody—that's the second thing. Ve'irastachli betzedek. Shenemar k'moshikasu begeres hakodesh dibud amaschal and yisrael negal nol betzedek. Shenemar v'shaveh betzedekah shaydeze poy de nafshoi va'ateniv da ein shom baruchus. The next thing it says is ve'irastachli b'mishpat. Ve'irastachli la'olam. Ve'irastachli betzedek u'b'mishpat. Justice u'b'chesed u'b'rachemim. What's this? Said b'mishpat the hinek siv the pasuk says rosh ha'machter etzat tzedek. The Rosh often uh, is machter. He uh, crowns, encompasses. The tzaddik, you have to eliminate, remove the raf from inside. So you have to do a mishpat with yourself. And then, the person has to feel compassion for himself. The Pasuk says in Yeshaya, Yaakov liberates Avram. Spiritually, Avram is midas ha-chesed, midas ha-ava. Sometimes your ava is locked up in exile, and you need Yaakov to liberate Avram. You have to feel compassion for yourself. And that's interesting, because Rachamim is not in prison. You can always feel compassion for yourself. You may not always be able to feel your love, but even if your mama is a mess of messes, you could feel bad for your sacredness that it fell so low. So Bidas HaRachmim is always available to redeem Avraham. So there's the Rastachli La'olam. But in order for it to be La'olam, you need the ches, you need the Tzedakah, Tzedek. You need the Mishpat, the Chesed, and the Rachmim. The next Pasuk is Ve'irastachli Be'emunah. What's Ve'irastachli Be'emunah? So he says, now Ve'irastachli Be'emunah Da'ainu Mishayna Yachalomet. Somebody can't learn. Meaning, he can't learn in this oifen of Hashem and Marta that he connects to the God through the oisius. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have money to give tzedakah. So what does he do? He could still be betrothed. He could still be a kala. He could still have klois and Which emunah? 
When he goes back to what we discussed about the Amunah, he thinks and he contemplates from the depth of his heart. That everything in Hashem's presence doesn't occupy any significant space. Even Saiv of Kalalman is a definition. And Hashem transcends Saiv of Kalalman. And therefore there's never a blockage. He now goes back to the Libi of Sari Al Kelchai. So you have two Kalas. One Kala connects to Hashem, Nichsafavagam Kalsanafshi, Lechatris Hashem, through the Oisius of Torah, or Tfila. That says Hashem Hemarta Hayyim. You take God through words, through letters, that's Kidushin, Amira, Maimer. That's one level. Erastichli lo'olam, ve'erastichli b'tzedek, and b'ches b'mishpat, and b'ches b'rachamim. And it's interesting, that's one pasuk. Now it's a new pasuk. Ve'erastichli be'emunah. This is the second kala. This is the Jew kala kamois shehi. He's blind spiritually. He's lame. There's nothing happening. Gift stalker, he doesn't have money to gift stalker. Learn Torah, he can't learn. He's trapped. So what now? There's one thing, emuna. What's emuna? Emuna is the conviction, the awareness that you're connected. Vosayst, how you're not? You have all these blockages. All these blockages can only exist. Legabe, memale, legabe, say, but these are all definitions of God. In the truth of Hashem, there's nothing that occupies any space, so there's no trauma, no sin, no abuse, no blockage, no problem. No inter, inner mental, chemical, social, emotional, spiritual challenge that says, you're off limits, sorry, you're detached, you're not good enough. That can only exist within a realm where there could be blockages. But there's always a state of wholesomeness where there can be brokenness. But that's emuna. What says emuna? It's the belief that that exists. Because it's there, but I may not know it. So that state is always there. But the only question is, am I aware of it? Do I believe it or do I don't? What do they say? There's an expression. Whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're both right. You're right. If you believe you can't, you're absolutely right. You can't. If you believe you can, you can. You're absolutely right. So this is... He's not a, he doesn't have a geschmack in Torah. He doesn't, have a geschmack, he doesn't feel he has any relationship. But the is libi of sorry al kelchoy. That's the second veirastich. The kol zel bepchines kala varusa. This is all a kala. This is all kiddushin. This is all erisin. This is klois hanefesh. There's two types of kala. There's the veirastich lile oilam. The first kala, the tzdoke, the mishpat, the chesed, the rachemim, and then there's the second kala. One word emuna. After that, he says v'yadates Hashem. I will betroth you to me forever. I will betroth you to me with charity, with justice, with law, with kindness, with compassion. I will betroth you to me with faith. And the last words, V'yadatas Hashem. What's V'yadat? He says, after Kiddushin, you have to have Nisuyin. After Eresin, there's Nisuyin. So he says, V'zel, Nisuyin. After Kiddushin, 12 months later, there was the process called Nisuyin, full marriage. Today we do it together. The first half of the chuppah is Kiddushin. You read the Ksuvah to take a break. And then you go to Sheva Brachas, which is Nisuyin and the Yichud room. That's the second half. We do it together. We don't wait anymore. What was the 
The reason is Gemara says to be able to give the Kala 12 months to get jewelry, to prepare chasana. It took a while. V'zeo v'yadates Hashem miloshin v'adam yodes chava. So the Pasuk finishes v'yadat. Yadat doesn't only mean knowledge. It says in Bereshis, Adam knew Chava, and she became pregnant. From knowing somebody, they don't uh, thank God, they don't become pregnant. The Pshat is, V'adam Yodas Chava doesn't mean knowing, it means intimacy. So the word Yoda means Zivuk, Hiskashros. V'yadates Hashem, maybe he says, is V'adam Yodas Chava, Hupchines Hiskashros HaMiti. That's complete, authentic connection. Kiddushin is still Makif, that's the ring. The ring surrounds, it encompasses. They become one flesh. Yeshaya Hanavi says about the future, the earth will be filled with knowledge of God. So he teaches here different. It's not will be filled with knowledge of God. Knowledge of God could be now too. Then will be more. Deyes Hashem means they'll be filled with intimacy with Hashem. Va'adam yodes chava. Pirush shetimolei kuloi l'Hashem. What's the definition of intimacy? Fully. Mala ha'aretz deyes Hashem means the earth will be filled with oneness, with intimacy. Kuloi l'Hashem shalayi yeshum machshave diburamaisekim l'Hashem levada. Basically, you will be able to see that you have no thought no word and no action that's outside of God. Now we think that we live in two realms. Once in a while, Chetzi Hashem, it says about Yom Tov, yeah? Chetzi Hashem and Chetzi Lachem. So the Pshat and says that the avoid of Yom Tov is that to reveal that the Chetzi Lachem is also Chetzi Hashem. In other words, every day, you daven in the morning, that belongs to God. And then you say, it's been nice knowing you, I'll see you by plague. At 5.56. Until then, you got to go, you know, Lechem, and after game, Machen Aleben. After Machen Aleben, yeah. Yom Tev Davoid is, Chetzir Lashem V'Chetzir Lechem. To be Megalad, the Chetzir Lechem is also Lashem. So we live in a polarized world. I have thought, some thoughts I believe belong to God, maybe one or two, and the rest of the thoughts belong to me. But that's a gullus mentality. That's a primitive mentality. That's a mentality of fragmentation. Molah Oretz Deyes Hashem means the world will be filled with intimacy. Now, what's the greatest obstacle for intimacy? Imagine, imagine under the chuppah, yeah, the the chassan is taking a ring, he puts Hariat Mekadash asleep. Oh wait, I got a text, and he takes out his iPhone or got a what? He starts checking, checking his mail in the middle of the kiddush. Now imagine in the middle of the nisuyin, he starts checking his texts. Yeah, you understand? What's it up? The definition of intimacy is exclusive ex. Exclusivity. exclusivity. Now, Kiddushin is also exclusive, but there's still, there's still separate homes. There's still fragmentation. Nisuyin, there's complete oneness. Umalah ha'aretz, deyes Hashem means that there's no machshav adibur outside of Hashem. Because the person realizes that's the truth. There's a vart from the Baal Shem Very, very heavy vart. It's a Yeshaya Navi says, uh, we say it in the Tanesim, Dirshu Hashem be Motsai Kro'u Biyoisi Karev. Yazov Rosha Darkoi, the Ish Oven Machshavoisov, the Yoshevel Hashem Verachameo. Let the Rosha leave his path, and the man of iniquity should leave his uh, 
his thoughts. What's darka? Yazev Russia darka. He has a psaderech. What makes him a Russia is that he doesn't have a derech. If he would have a derech, what well, can good? Doesn't have a derech. Whatever, he's up for grabs. That's what. Huh? He's over the derech. OTD. Suddenly, you see, the Russia has a derech. Darkoi. What's this darkoi? What makes him a Russia is I'm available. What did somebody once say? Let's once said, I stick to principles. I have principles. And if you don't like them, I have another set of principles. It's fine. I don't have a derech. Today is azoi, tomorrow is azoi. Depends on the situation. Ve'ish oven machshavoisov. It's machshavos. Machshavos. So he teaches azoi that the Russia decides that he has a derech. And the ish oven decides that he has machshavos. They become addicted to their derech and their machshavos as though they're very real. In other words, I'm a Russia. That's my derech. My derech is that I'm a Russia. These are my machshavos. That itself becomes the source of the problem. The person decides that that's who he is. And he continues and he says, Ki loy This comes from a mistake. This is a very daring interpretation of the Pasuk. The mistake is that you think that that my thoughts are not your thoughts. You don't realize that my thoughts and your thoughts are really the same. In other words, usually we touch the Pasuk, God says, I don't think like you think. We're separate. On a deeper level, what he's saying is, no, that's part of the problem of the Russia. The mistake is that he thinks that his thoughts are divorced from God. His thoughts and Hashem's thoughts are not the same. But really, all your machshavas ultimately have a lakus in them. It's different types of machshavas. Some machshavas have a lakus in one way, and some machshavas have a lakus in a different way. But all the machshavas are connected. There's no such a thing the person is not connected. The question is how you're connected. There's different types of connection. Sometimes the connection is a very obvious connection, and sometimes the connection is that I have to be in certain thoughts and deal with those thoughts in order to reveal a different type of connection. It's a different, but it's also a connection. So, Mala Haaretz Deyes Hashem means complete Deya. V'chol machshavis adam yiyum emoloyim rak min da'as Hashem. And we explain what's da'as. Da'as is oneness. V'zel v'sein chalkeinu b'sayra secha. That's why after kacheinu b'mitzvay secha, we go to the next step. Kacheinu b'mitzvay secha is kiddushin. V'sein chalkeinu b'sayra secha, that's nisuyin. Our chalik should be completely one with your Torah. In other words, there shouldn't be any separation anymore. Kachenu is still somewhat of makif. My chalik, what I call my individuality, my part, my lot, I should find that it's b'sayra secha. Our chalik, our individual chalik, should be betachlis hayichud, complete one with your tainer. V'yiul achadam mamer, they should be completely, absolutely unified. That's via datas Hashem, the nisuyin, v'day lemaven. This will be enough for the person who understands. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at triple w dot the yeshiva dot net slash donate